Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. Join me as we have a real life discussion on how to change your life by changing your thoughts. Remember, question everything, trust yourself, and find your truth. Welcome to the Create What You Speak podcast. My name is Sloan Fremont, and I'm your host. I've been thinking a lot lately about self-love and what it means to me, um, how I can love myself more. And I think most of us, we've been programmed to believe that self-love is selfish or that it's something that we have to um, sacrifice a lot for in order to to have in our lives. And we... um, we put so much energy out for, for others, right? For our family, for our partners, for our jobs. And then often we're disappointed when we don't get back what we give. And when that happens, we slowly start to lose our power over time because we're spending so much energy focused outward that there's nothing left for us inward. And so is simply loving ourselves more to the key of, is simply loving ourselves more the key to overcoming all these years of programming and, um, you know, this, uh, this way of thinking that we have, or is there something more to it? And so this week we're going to talk about that. And my guest this week is Jenna Banks, and she's the author of I Love Me More, How to Find Happiness and Success Through Self-Love. Jenna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for that warm welcome. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I'm excited too, because this topic of self-love and and reclaiming our power is um, so it's like 2022 feel that's the energy it it feels for for me this year is that it's coming back around to, okay, now we can pay attention to ourselves, right? We're not out here looking for answers outside of ourselves or seeking something out. It's coming back home to us. So let's start out. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what led you to write? I love Absolutely. So, um, really good question. I'll try to sum up my life in a nutshell because it really was a lifetime journey. And it, it's a huge journey to really get to love yourself. It's not as simple as saying, okay, I checked that box. Like it, it, it's still an ongoing journey, but, um, you know, I, I came from a really traumatic background. Mm -hmm. Um, I had an abusive background, uh, from growing up from childhood and in different ways, um, ended up leaving, uh, my father's home at the age of 14 was the first time I really chose to kind of tune in to what I was feeling at that time and saying, you know, I'm going to choose me and this isn't working. And I, I can, I can do better than this. I could be better than this and ended up in just as bad of a situation, just a different kind of bad at my mother's house. Um, and I got kicked out many times, ultimately being kicked out for the last time at the age of 16 on my own, totally nowhere to go. Ended up bouncing around from friends to different friends in my grandparents' place for a very short time in Chicago. So I went from California, Chicago, ended up in Florida at the age of 16 at another friend's house. Um, and, you know, I tried to, I got back into high school, you know, cause obviously I was in school and had to pick my classes back up, but had even a hard time just staying with school because now I'm supporting myself working full time, tried to go to night classes and that just wasn't working. So, um, I just had too many issues going on at the time. Yeah. So I ended up uh, getting my GED, uh, after dropping out of high school, Uh, And, you know, during that time of 17, uh, 16 to 18, really, I was very suicidal in my thinking. I really just didn't want to live anymore. And I started plotting out how I was going to die. Uh, I, 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 my, I had no feelings, you know, I'd been through so much. I had literally gone numb and I was like, 
I just want to feel again. I don't feel anything. And, and so I thought the only way out or to, to better my situation was just not to, to be around anymore. So, um, I went through that and multiple suicide attempts. The last time, um, I ended up in a coma in the hospital for a few days. Um, and, and thankfully that was the last time, um, and I decided, okay, well, there's, I obviously survived this. Maybe I need to try something else. And so I started refocusing my energy still was completely numb, ended up getting pregnant at the age of 19, married at the age of 19. Uh, the positive side to that, of um, not just having my son, which was a huge positive was also, um, the emotions turned back on the hormones started flowing and I could start to feel again. And it was, uh, just amazing to feel, uh, and then also have the sense of purpose and grounding that my son gave me. So that really just gave me a whole new, uh, perspective on life and allowed me to then just start to focus on, okay, what am I going to do to empower myself? You know, now I had no, I hadn't had any outside influences in a long time because I no longer lived in any family home. Mm-hmm. Um, and so was, I'm really just on my own and my thinking. And, um, I started to change my mindset about things and realize that, shoot, I'm the only one that would hold myself back. You know, I had only a GED. Am I going to let that stop me? And I started to kind of realize my capabilities, um, know that I, you know, Hey, if someone hired me, I will do a kick butt job for you. I know that. So let me just focus on getting the interview. And eventually over time, you know, um, I did get into corporate and started to work my way up and, you know, quickly got into management because I have good leadership abilities, uh, started becoming an entrepreneur pretty soon in, into my twenties, um, multiple entrepreneur. I go back into corporate, be like a director of whatever, then start my own company again. And so I got to work my way up to the point where, you know, not only was successful in business, despite these, these, this, uh, traumatic background, if you will, but also, you know, just, uh, trained myself to, you know, just think about things that the way my intuition kind of led me to think about things. So rather than, again, letting these external forces that I didn't have influence me, I didn't have that. And I was thankful for that. And I chose to embrace because I didn't have a support system. I I chose to embrace that as a gift because it allowed me to kind of make my own mind up about things and determine my own path and tune into that instinct. And it became very, a very strong driver, a very strong compass for me and eventually led me to have faith in myself enough to start my last business in 2012 home-based business started it with, you know, $400 and a laptop sold it in late 2019 for half a million dollars. And, uh, I thought, okay, you know, I'm, I'm so blessed and thankful for this, but now, now, now I've proven to myself, I can overcome all these hurdles and succeed. Uh, and then, you know, I realized I want to teach others and help others understand what I learned over my, uh, you know, decades of my self-love journey and choosing myself at every turn and having it pay off in spades, whether it was at work, at home in relationships as a mother and, uh, and decided, you know what, I need to be teaching the importance of self-love and, um, that became my calling. And here we are today. <laughs> well, amazing. That's, that's an amazing story. And there's so many things in that where you, you know, through your journey and, um, I can relate to 
you know, time periods where feeling like the emotions are turned off. And yeah. with that feeling, um, what, what, what am I doing? Like, why am I here? Like, what, what's, what's this about yeah. in that, um, having those walls up, uh, for me, it was having, you know, having the walls up to protect myself as a protection mechanism, but, um, so many things come with that, you know, living that way that even I'm still unpacking, you know, for me, 20 years later, right. It's still, yeah. um, there's a lot that comes to that. But when you talk about choosing self, can you, let's start out maybe by talking about what self-love means to you. <laughs> well, it means a lot of things, but for me, you know, my book is called, I love me more. It's not just good enough really to love yourself. I found because a lot of people listening, a lot of your listeners right now would probably think, well, I love myself, right? You can love yourself and still put others first. You can love yourself and still be everyone's errand runner. You can love yourself and still not go for the dream job. It's not enough to love yourself. You have to love yourself more, more than anyone else more than your spouse, more than your kids, more than your family, more than your friends, more than your job. You have to make yourself your highest priority. You have to make your happiness, your highest priority. You have to be, it's almost like you're two people. You have to look out for yourself. Like you're in a relationship with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. you are your highest priority. You need to defend your boundaries. You need to stand up for yourself and ask for what you want at work and not be afraid to do it. That is some, the, that is my definition of self-love is, is loving yourself more. Yeah. And I like that the more part, because like you said, you know, most people listening probably think I love myself. Right. And yeah. when I first started on my journey, my awakening journey, um, it's been six or seven years ago oh. now, <clears throat> self-love, I, I had no idea what it meant. Um, like I, in theory, but to apply it in my own life, I, I had no idea. And I thought someone who didn't love themselves was somebody who maybe was, um, stayed in an abusive relationship, right. Or, yeah. um, was a, a doormat for people or, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. I, I thought it, that meant you didn't love yourself Yeah. and, but everything else was, of course you love yourself, right. Because right. you're not having, letting those things aren't happening to you. But as I've been through my journey, what I realized that um, self-love is so much about being with myself, like being okay with being with me, mm -hmm. like not putting myself through the mental torture of um, looping, you know, suffering thoughts or negative thoughts or looping stories that cause me so much pain in, in, um, in, in fear and anxiety in my body. But, um, you know, I keep, I keep doing it. Right. And so self-love is, um, it's, it, it's, I think probably different for everybody, but there's, there's, there's so much to how we, come home or not to ourselves. And what you're talking about, about loving yourself more than anyone else is, um, as you're talking about that, I was thinking about my own self and again, you know, I would say, I love myself, but do I love myself more? Right. Because mm. sometimes I'm doing these, 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 these thought patterns or doing these behaviors that, um, are not acts of self-love. You see, even the best of us, I tell you, we think we love ourselves enough. And there's so many ways in which we don't love ourselves enough. And right. what I relate that to are basically unconscious social norms. I talk about this a lot because it is unconscious. 
These are things we don't question or think about, you know, we form 95% of our beliefs about the world. I'm sure you know this by the age of seven to nine, right? That is what we think the world is about, what we perceive a woman to be, a man to be, what relationships to be. And then we don't question those beliefs anymore. And we watch our mother self-sacrifice, Yep. right? And we watch the women around us and their behaviors. And we think being the nice girl is the way I'm supposed to be. Sacrificing myself to please others, putting other people's feelings ahead of my own. That's my responsibility. Right. Who taught us this? Right. And, and think about that at, at such a young age, taking that on, like that's such a big burden to take on at age you know, seven to nine. And then we carry that through our whole life. Right. And it's like yeah. a, this heavy burden that we carry that is so, um, out of sync with, with who, who we, who we are now as people, right. What, what our soul, um, you, you know, would, would call to us to be. And that is why it's self-abandonment. That's why it's out of sync. We're abandoning ourselves left and right. And our instinct knows it. Our soul feels it, but we've learned to deny it. Yeah. To push that feeling down because our parents growing up were like, well, you please me, you know, you make me happy. You comply with the rules. What you feel doesn't matter. Imagine if our parents told us do what makes you happy. Right. (laughs) Right. Like what, I mean, I know. And then I think the question, like as a kid, you'd be like, yeah, but like, you think about that now as adult, as an adult, like what makes me happy? Some, you know, I have a lot of conversations about this and sometimes people are like, I don't even know. Right. We don't even know because we spent all these years with these, um, these beliefs pushed on us and these behaviors expected of us that are so out of alignment with who we are and what we want to be that, and that takes up so much energy to, to, live that, that lie, right. That live that, that way. It's all this, um, this, this heavy energy that comes with us that there's like nothing left for us after that. Right. Because we're so busy. What, how I always describe it was like fighting with myself in my mind, right. I'm like wasting all this energy, fighting myself in my mind that I'm just exhausted by the end of the day. Or, you know, when it was at the the peak of, of times for me, extremely difficult, I had nothing left by the end of the day. I just wanted my bed and I want to put the covers over my head and just you know, block out the world. Cause I had nothing left. So I have this thing I like to call this analogy called the power container. And what are you referring to is a drained power container. And a lot of us operate from this place of being drained. Now, the opposite of that, imagine you have this vessel that kind of rests between your, the bottom of your, your stomach and to the top of your clavicle area, top of your chest, that's your power container. And when it's drained, that's what you feel like. Those things that drain us, like you were experiencing, are, you know, these disempowering social norms, putting everyone else's needs ahead of ourselves, uh, mm-hmm. saying yes when we really want to say no, letting somebody cross a boundary and not standing up for ourselves and what we're truly needing, um, overdoing it, overpleasing because we think we have to do that at work or at home to be considered a good mom or a good worker or whatever, you know, these thoughts, this mindset that's running in your head that you have to do it in order to prove yourself, the constant people pleasing and self-sacrificing, all of that drains us. So what actually fills us up if you think about it, because, you know, I always try to operate from a place of what I call power full. If you have this power container and you're operating from a place of drained, obviously we don't want to be there. 
the goal for me is always to be operating from a place of powerful. And how do I do that? Well, this is part of my self-love journey. It's a daily routine and has been for so much of my life is to check in with myself daily. How do I feel today? Do I feel drained or do I feel like dancing in the car, you know, blasting my favorite music? Am I radiant? When I go to the store, did strangers say hello to me? Or do I feel like, you know, I just want to cringe and hide. I mean, these are my mirrors, you know, how I feel or how the world is reacting to me as a mirror to how my power container is, what kind of state it is in. So what I do to fill it up is I practice self-care and self-love do the things that make me happy. I pay attention to that power because that power is so important. If I'm in a situation where um, somebody's crossing a boundary, I pay attention to that feeling like, Ooh, I'm starting to feel a little disempowered right now. Do I play nice girl and look out for their feelings? Or do I say, Hey, you know what? That's not okay with me, you know, and do it in a nice way. You don't have to be a, a B word. You can just say, you know, Hey, by the way, that's not okay with me. I don't appreciate being talked to like that or or whatever it is, you know, and you'd be surprised, you know, we have this running dialogue in our minds that if we stand up for ourselves, if we say no, when that's what we feel like saying, if we stop giving, giving, giving as a way of proving ourselves that people are going to, you know, not think of us highly or think we're not nice or think we're a bitch or whatever, like it's so not true But because we're so fearful, like you mentioned in the beginning of being selfish Mm -hmm. or narcissistic or being thought of as conceited, we run so far in the other direction that we drain ourselves. Yeah. And so we get used to that. I think, I think we get used to being drained. And so as you're talking about having that full power container, I like that visual of like stomach to the throat area kind of, and thinking about what fills that up, right? Because that self-care in self-care, you know, sometimes it's, if you search the, the word self-care, a lot of times what comes up is like a spa picture yep. or like mm-hmm. a, a <laughs> bubble bath, right? And that's yeah. not what, I mean, that could be self-care, but it we're, could talking be part about, of it, yeah. we're, we're talking about much more than that, right? We're talking yeah. about like you're saying no, when you or say, saying no, when you want to say no, right. Not saying yeah. yes, just for the sake of pleasing everybody else or, or standing up for yourself when you need to, or ask yeah. for what you need, right. Not, right. And not expecting people to read your mind or, you know, yeah. whatever. So there's so many ways that, that self-care can be demonstrated in, in throughout the day for a person yeah. and having that, um, that full container and, and thinking about what it, it, for each of the listeners, thinking about what fills you up, what, because you know, that feeling in your body, when you feel good, mm-hmm. you feel expanded, you feel like you're standing up taller. And then we all know those things that make us feel like we're constricting, like we're bending over and like, we want to, you know, disappear into the world. And yeah. so you, you, you can, I, I like that visual because you can gauge by what you're experiencing during the day. Is this filling me up? Mm-hmm. Okay. Then this is a self-love for me. And it doesn't have to mean that it's the same for you and I, right? Mm-hmm. It's different gets, for everybody. It's right. totally and different the, for everyone. The same thing with, with what drains you, which, which are those, um, maybe those areas that we're lacking in, in self-care that we, um, maybe didn't notice or recognize, Mm -hmm. right. There's things that, um, I still, like I said, on my journey, I still uncover things that I'm like, that's what that's been about for all these years. Like that, Mm -hmm. that's what, that's why I, I, in, in sometimes these things that, um, these, these, uh, dialogues that we have in our mind, 
it goes back to that age seven to nine, right? Or even before where we're picking up other things from other people that are no longer, not even ours to carry anyway, but yet they're, 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 they're there. They're in the back of the mind and the subconscious impacting us. So Mm -hmm. having that visual, I think is such a great way to think about self-love rather than maybe bubble baths and Mm -hmm. (laughs) going to the spa, right? Truly. It's, it's, it's not self-abandoning. It's honoring that feeling in there. How do I feel today? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then obviously having the goal of being on powerful is, is a really good visual because you know, the things that fill you up, you know, I've got this simple little thing I call my joy list. It's just a little sticky note. I, I like it just so I can see it every day to remind me simple little things I can do throughout my day to get, you know, to fill up. And, you know, it's not going to the spa or all that because that takes time and, you know, you're not going to do that all the time. For me, it's the simple little things that I have to be able to do every day. Just a little thing like listening to music. It puts me in a happy place. Um, Going for a walk on a sunny day. I know it instantly lifts my mood. Uh, Calling a friend that I've been, I haven't talked to in a while, just catching up, you know, little things like that, that you can do. And it's going to be unique for each of us that you can just say, how can I fill up today? Just you know, cause sometimes we don't always have time in our schedule to do something great, but while you're going, you know, let's say I was getting ready this morning, um, blasting my, I have this, uh, I love me more playlist I put together, which by the way is free for any of your listeners. If they want to get it, it's on, I have it on Spotify or on iTunes tunes, oh, awesome. and it's almost 40 songs that are uplifting. It's really, it was, believe it or not, it was really, really hard to find <laughs> self love songs. Yeah. It, of the love songs out there are about loving others. And while I was doing this, putting this playlist together, I was like, oh my God, we need so much help here. You know, we need, we haven't focused on this enough, but we need to be loving ourselves is so very important. So anyway, I compiled my personal list uh, and put it on my website for everybody, but it just listening to that in the morning just gets me jazzed up. There's some really good songs about intuition and whatever. It just reminds you, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever you like to listen to, just do something because if we forget to take care of ourselves, if we don't make it a priority, oh, I don't have time for that today. There's no time to, there's always time. You can squeeze it in. You can, I promise you. Yeah. And making the time, that's the act of self-love, right? It yeah. is it's making the time because I know for me when, so I work from home and when a, a habit, a bad habit I got into was um, during the day, getting busy doing things and not stopping and eating lunch. Like, yeah. especially if I did, if I had to cook something and make something. So then by three or four o'clock in the afternoon, I have a really bad headache. I feel really run down. I'm irritated, you know, and I started and I was like, what, why am I doing this every day? Well, because I'm not eating. I'm not stopping and taking the time to care for myself, feed myself. Right. And yeah. do this. And so these, these, um, taking the time, I, I think actually not taking the time is, you know, there's ways that we self-sabotage. And that to me was one way I was sabotaging myself. I was mm. not going to have a good day or the, you know, into the afternoon when I didn't stop and take the time for myself. So taking the time for whatever it is, is, is so important because, um, it's that, that is the act. One of the acts, right. Is to give yourself mm-hmm. the time and not everything out for everybody else, or you're spending so much time on all these other things. Well, yeah. but let's spend time on ourselves too. So self-love again, I can't say this enough. It is not selfish. And so many people run around with that dialogue in their head, yeah. but here is the truth. We are in a relationship with ourselves, right? We are. But no one taught us how to nurture that relationship. 
we're taught how to be a good partner. How, you know, we know we've got there's to classes spend on that, right? You go to right? classes to be a good partner. Yeah, we don't go therapy. to classes to be in a good relationship with ourselves, right? It's, right? it's not a common, a common thing. Yeah. You're, you know, there's parenting classes, you read books on it. You focus on being a good mom, you know, a good employee, whatever. Uh, and you never really think, well, how am I treating myself? Yeah. How much time have I spent with myself recently? Um, spending time with yourself is really important really important. I've, I've integrated a, uh, a daily journaling, uh, routine, 15 minutes at a minimum 20, you know, is not ideal. And if it just goes on, I let it go on because if I'm really enjoying that time with myself, I, I just do it. I, and it's so amazing. Just that connection time. I miss it when I yeah. get really busy and I can't, I can't take the time in the morning. I just, I crave that connection with myself. We're just not used to it. When you start getting used to that feeling of connecting with yourself, you miss yourself. It's really amazing what happens when you build a strong relationship with yourself and you honor yourself like that. Like what you hear so far, take what you've learned and invest in yourself with the create what you speak Academy. Visit createwhatyouspeak.com to learn more. Now back to the show. Topic today is about reclaiming our power through self-love. And so again, we kind of touched on this at the beginning, but I want to get into this a little bit more about when we're, when we're not loving ourselves or when we're, you know, maybe these loops are running through our head about, you know, um, self-love is, um, is, is, uh, I, I can't, you know, I've got to give it, give it to everybody else. Cause I'll be too yeah. selfish if I take the time for myself. Um, I, I have felt like over the years when I've looked back and, and saw ways where I didn't stand up for myself, or I didn't, I'll just mm -hmm. summarize it saying, I didn't love myself. Um, it's like a, it chipped away at who I was. It yeah. I gave my pieces of my power um, energetically. I gave it um, mentally, right? And through mm -hmm. the, the uh, in all these different ways. So let's talk a little bit about other ways maybe that we give away our power. And, and I think it's mostly unintentional, but then what we can do to take that back. Absolutely. Um, if you don't mind, I'll share a little story. Um, so, so, cause this is something I think everyone can relate to. Um, I, I apologize for that noise. <laughs> I'll put my phone on silent. Um, so basically, so there was a situation where I, um, I had an ex reach out to me, uh, by social media. We hadn't connected in over 20 years. Oh, wow. And it was somebody I had been with for a while. Yeah. It's kind of weird, right? You get that random out of, I'm sure everyone's had that habit where you're like, Oh, I haven't, whether it's a friend or whomever. Oh my gosh, blast from the past. And, and I was like, wow, I, I didn't really stop to think about, you know, how I was feeling about it or whatever. Just, it was a, Hey, how are you long time? Kind of a, a comment. Right. And so, so I wrote back, Hey, you know, I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. Everything good. Great. Yeah. I'm doing this now. Fab. Cool. Well, nice to hear from you. Have, you know, Basically it was have a good rest of your life. I really thought that I wouldn't talk <laughs> right. again to him for another 20 years. Um, but then, you know, a day later, he like commented on a post of mine and I felt energetically like just, I, I, how would you say deflated is I guess yeah. the best word. Yeah. Um, and you know, the old me, you know, cause boundaries, by the way, has been a, a, one of the biggest challenges of my entire life. And I feel like I'm getting close to mastering it, but let me tell you, it's taken a lot of work, but the old me would have been the nice girl. 
because that's how I was raised to be. Yep. I would have been and like, especially oh. in a public forum like that, right. Where others can see it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It seems like, well, what are other people going to think they have to see me as the nice girl, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. And so it's all about pleasing everyone else. Right. And what will other people think of me and all of that? No, I've learned to honor myself. Number one, I'm, I'm in a relationship with myself and I look out right. for myself. And so I said, well, let's be honest about how you're feeling. This is not okay. I felt like somebody intruded on my personal space, right? That's the truth. And I need to honor that. So I wrote him a, a message a DM and I just said, Hey, look, I'm going to be honest here. We're not friends. We never have been friends. If I look back when we were in a relationship together, it was quite tumultuous. There's a reason why I broke up with you. Uh, you know, I have no inkling to rekindle this connection. Um, so thank you very much. You know, basically, and let me tell you, by the way, this was a little while ago. So it was before I'd really, you know, today, the me of today would have absolutely no hesitation doing it. The me then was like uh, a little scary thinking about hitting that send button, right? Because right. you know the truth is, if you tune into how you're feeling, it's uncomfortable to break patterns. And I think that's yes. something for everyone listening to understand. Like it's not so simple just to know. Oh, I if I do this, I should change my behavior. No, it's it's not easy. It's really uncomfortable at first. Um, breaking patterns will make us feel guilty. It'll make us feel uncomfortable. Um, wrong. I often feel wrong. Like I must be doing something wrong because I feel uncomfortable about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, I think it's so, so important for people to understand that that's just breaking a pattern. You have to push through that. I pushed through it. I hit send and I got this power surge. Yeah. I, I, you feel it. You feel it in your body. Um, and I know probably everyone listening has probably felt it before, but never really connected the dots. Yeah. You know, we feel these well, energetic feelings yourself, right? And so you feel these energetic, we feel these energetic impulses through our body. We don't really tune in and kind of connect dots. Usually I took the work and, and did the work and connected dots. And I realized that, yeah, when you stand up for yourself, it feels darn good. And you take your power back. It's my power. I'm not right. taking anything from him. And he wrote back and he said, I'm, I'm sorry if I caused you any discomfort, you know, I apologize. I wish you well. Uh, great. I don't need anything more from you. And what his response was, wouldn't matter to me. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with me and standing up for myself. And, right. you know, the more you do that, what seems to happen is, you know, your energy changes, you, you know, you uh, less and less, you know, do people try to test my boundaries because there's a certain energy that's about you, that you're power, you become powerful, right? right? It's this, it's this filling up of the power container. When you, when you are on powerful, it, it, it emanates power. It's not about having power over other people. And I think that this right. is really, really important message for women, especially to understand because through the research I've done came to find that women are averse to the idea of power. Okay. So let's think about this. And I, and I would implore your listeners right now to ask yourself right now, would you say I am powerful? Would you, would you own that? Like, how does that feel? I am powerful. I think for most of us, it's very, very foreign and something that we shy away from because we think it's, we see it as a masculine trait. We see it as having power over other people. This I is, think it depends on what area of your life you're thinking about. 
because mm-hmm. you may feel pow- more powerful in some areas mm-hmm. and that may come easy than others. Mm-hmm. That's what I found in my life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I found that even some of the most powerful women that I've talked with, as I've explained this concept to them, they're like, you know what? I've been told I'm powerful and I reject that. And I think it's a, a good thing when I reject, they think that they're being uh, humble, you know, yeah. not, not being conceited. Oh, this is, you know, I'm supposed to reject that. No, no, no. That's the problem. We want to reject being powerful and that's okay. We do want to reject the masculine ideals in our mind that we think powerful is what I want to do is really reframe what being powerful is for a woman so that we can claim our power because it's our power. It is our power. It's about power, having, having power over ourselves. It's about living lives to our fullest potential. And to do that, we need to be powerful. And, and when we are power to our power, right. Step into that. And, And one thing I, the way I often refer to it is it's our come from energy. What are you coming from? Right. If that, if power is maybe word for people, maybe starting out with thinking about it that way, because when you're talking about powerful, being powerful, you're talking about the energy you radiate out into the world. You talk about how you show up, what what you're energetically bringing and what you talked about with, um, like maybe how, how you you talked about going to the store or whatever random place you are in the mirror that you see people, are they open to you or people smiling at you or, or, you know, is it the opposite? And I think thinking about your come from energy and thinking about the power, the, the, um, that you really thinking about what you want your come from energy to be, uh, you know, this, the flower standing tall or the, the shrunken over one that's yeah. all shriveled up. Right. Mm-hmm. But in back on the story, you were talking about with the guy that reached out to you. Um, the power in that also, as I heard you talking was that you closed the door on it. Yeah. You didn't leave it out there open for other energy, your energy to yeah. escape and wonder and worry about and fret over and think about, mm-hmm. right. You just, you closed the door on yeah. it. Yeah. And so being, having these, um, these experiences where we, you do something like that, which seems like, um, you know, it's not a, it's the world kind of thing, right? It's a, at the time, I'm sure it felt very, but if you think about in the grand scheme of things, it was um, a pretty small event. But when you start with something like that, yeah. then you build up to these larger things yes. where you're able to ask for the raise or leave the relationship that isn't serving you or, or whatever it is. So there's, there's so much to be said about, yeah being incremental, if, if it's an, un, if it doesn't, if power is too much of a word that, you know, if somebody's, uh, you know, shying away from, but thinking about that from the place of, of energy of how you show up and what you bring, um, helps, at least it helped me when I was thinking about how I wanted to exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that the incremental is so important because it's these little moments that happen all yeah day long. Those are all disempowering us and yes. our that social chipping away, like chipping a, away, a chipping away at an ice sculpture or something, right? Ex- exactly. And it slowly chips away little by little, but all of that adds up. Um, and these unconscious social norms that we perpetuate ourselves by trying to be the nice girl, right? Taking care of everyone else's feelings, being responsible. We, we do. I find myself that that was part of my learning to set boundaries is I found it was a limiting belief that I had that I am responsible for how everyone else feels. Yeah. I'm not. I I, I went through that myself as well. Like I, like I'm the one, like I have to suffer so everyone else can feel better. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's just these unconscious things that we're not even aware of. We need to shed a light on these things and really understand the unconscious behaviors that we perpetuate that disempower us. And it's not our fault. We were modeled to do this by everyone around us. And that's another thing, you know, self-compassion and self-forgiveness are so powerful. We have to, again, be in a, be this great relationship with ourselves. And that means like, you'd want your partner to forgive you or your friends to forgive you or treat you with compassion. You have to be that for yourself too. You need to treat yourself with compassion and forgiveness and say, you know what? Okay. I'm, I'm human you know, whatever, like, it's not my fault. I, I will learn and, and, and grow from this and just practice this, this, I see you, I see your wheels turning there. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed the stick, you know, I wanted it. Yes. Because what, well, and what you were just saying about, um, you know, the, the way you did the programming and the way we're brought up and all these other factors. I mean, well, you know, another part of this is nobody, this isn't like a encouragement to be in victim mode kind of conversation, right? This is actually right. the opposite, right? Mm-hmm. So we're not, it's not uh, what I don't think useful to look back and try to blame our parents or blame who, right? It was what it was and that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And now that we're, we, we are um, older, we can look back we can, with compassion on possibly on some situations, but like you're talking about with ourselves, maybe we wish we would have behaved different ways, or I wish mm-hmm. I would have said this or that, right? None mm-hmm. of that is useful in, in forward to the way that you want to go. So when you were talking about that compassion, I had, I have a sticky note on my, um, my computer here that reminded me of this. It says, get up and recover quickly. Don't let, don't let one mistake destroy your plan. And so if you're, if you're, if, if you are on this path, right, if you are on this path of self-love and you want to love yourself more, if you want to really be in a relationship with yourself, things are going to come up, but, but not letting one setback or one, something maybe didn't go as planned, um, you know, completely throw you off track, right? It's, it's okay to be like, all right, that's what it was. Have compassion for yourself feel through whatever you need to do and then get back up and, and get right back on the path that you were on. You know, that's a very good point. And here's the beautiful thing, y'all, when you can show yourself, the more you can show yourself compassion and forgiveness, the more you can show that to others, everything yeah. you do for yes. yourself ends up benefiting everyone else. And that is why none of this is selfish. As a matter of fact, the world needs this from you. Because if you can love yourself more, more than anyone else, that beautiful energy that you radiate, we need that. We need that. It's love. It's you loving yourself and it's it's just love. And and if you're draining yourself, what we're getting is the worst of you. We're not getting the best of you. So this programming is actually so false. It's ridiculous. I know. Well, and when you, the world is getting the worst of you, but you're getting the worst of yourself to yourself too. Right. Because you're all of this. And when you talk about compassion with yourself and I didn't even understand what that was early, you know, back when I started. And one of the, the things that I had to actually do for myself was to, um, to be able to have compassion for myself. And and hopefully maybe this will help the listeners too, was I had to actually envision myself as the four or five-year-old child. And like I was, my adult self was talking to that four or five-year-old. Mm-hmm. I've heard this before. Yes. It's powerful. Yes, to be yeah. able to talk to myself, like that inner voice, I, I had to, you know, pretend in my mind was that four-year-old child in order to soften myself up enough to start being nice to myself. Like that's how, how, and that's why I do this show because I know what I went through with that suffering and that pain and that constant, um, 
just overall, you know, terrible, terrible way of living. And so if that, if, if anybody listening is having trouble with thinking about how to have compassion for yourself, one way to do it is to think about your inner dialogue as if it's with your four or five or whatever age, you know, young age child, uh, you were at that age to help soften ourselves to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd even take that a little step further and say, you know, we, we, we all know that voice of the inner critic that tells us you're not good enough. You can't do that. Oh, you just messed up so badly that that taskmaster in our head that we've been again, conditioned to believe, you know, that, that we need to listen to that. It keeps us in line and we don't question it. We need to look at that and question it. And I would encourage everyone, like when that next, when you hear that dialogue running through your head, kind of chastising yourself and putting yourself down, pay attention to that and, and just stop, stop it. And, and, and if that's too much, I've got another little trick, which is cheerleading yourself on through your day. If you can actually do that, you'd be shocked at how few the uh, few appearances your inner critic makes. So what I do, and I just kind of learned this, just started, I started applying this actually in tennis, oddly enough, and I saw how well it helped me perform. And mm-hmm. so I just started to applying it to my everyday life. And man, was it a game changer, but basically just patting myself through on my back throughout the day yeah. uh, for every little thing, whether it's, Hey, you just did your dishes. Good job. You wanted to get that done. You got it done. Hey, you got that email sent out. That was a good email. Great job. But you just got to recognize all the little things and get used to the opposite voice. Do it. It it feels so darn good. It, it, It sounds cheesy. I'm sure, but it, I do it all throughout my day and you just have to stop. It takes a second. Just recognize what you did and give yourself those kudos because you know, if you really think about all the, the, the horrible things you tell yourself throughout your day, right. It's sickening. It's sickening. Yeah. I mean, and we wouldn't tell this to anybody else, right. The way we yeah. say these things and we, you know, you've heard this say, would you say that to your best friend or your mom or your sister? Of yeah. course I wouldn't say those things, but for some reason I find it fine to say to myself, right. And, right. and this is the work, like think about inner work or, um, you know, you hear that self-help, you know, all this, this mm. is the work it's, it's mm-hmm. shifting gears when your voice wants to tell you all what's wrong with you. But like you're saying, no, you know what, today I'm going to choose to, 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 to be the cheerleader for me. I'm going to recognize all the good that I do because I'm not walking around on this earth, you know, the, doing everything terrible, right? Like mm-hmm. I am a good person. I'm doing good things. And so why not recognize ourselves for that? And what happens is that again, affects your power, your energy, it fills up your power container. So these little chips that are happening now, you're reversing that. Yeah. And you're patching them up, right? You think about a leak, a leak, right? We leak Mm -hmm. our energy out. And then you start to do these things, you're, you're patching it back up. So you're that, that container becomes full and, and, uh, and you're operating from that space where you want to right? that feels good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that. I love that visualization of that power container. That's very helpful. Um, Good. So, okay. We're coming down to the end of time and um, <laughs> we could talk for a long time because it's such a great, oh, I could go on and on about this, <laughs> <laughs> um, but just a couple of things before we wrap up. So you, your, your book, I love me more. It's coming out February, 2022. Is that right? It's actually March. So uh, okay. we, you know, everything happening with COVID, all the supply chain issues, there was unfortunately a paper shortage. So yes, it was initially planned to come out early February. Now it's March 8th, 2022, which is 
brilliant, beautiful, because it's on International Women's Day. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, awesome. Yeah. But everyone can actually pre-order it right now. It's all over the all over the interwebs. Uh, if your favorite place is Amazon or Barnes and Noble, wherever. Just uh, it's I Love Me More by Jenna Banks. I know there are a couple of other I Love Me Mores out there uh, from the past. So uh, interestingly, writing this book, I came to find out that titles are not exclusive. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'll be sure and link to that in the show notes. Um, so the listeners can find that. Um, all right. So before we wrap up, let's just talk about, is there one, one thing that you would recommend the listeners do today to get started on their own journey of self-love and really reclaiming their power in 2022 and, and even beyond? Well, yes, I would start tuning in, you know, start thinking about your power container. I think that that's a really good place to start. Just start tuning into how do I feel today? Ask yourself every day, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. And then kind of work backwards from there. Like, why do I feel this way? Was there something that drained me today? Or, uh, you know, do I feel great? What, why do I feel great? You know, just start to kind of look at those things and start to tune into the things that power you up and the things that drain you. And then, you know, also just, uh, you know, honor, you're feeling put, you know, start seeing, testing the waters. How does it feel to honor that feeling that I've got and honor myself and make that a priority? Um, and just remember it's, it's going to be uncomfortable. If this is new territory for you, don't let that stop you. Yeah. Don't let it stop you keep going. And there's so much out there that you can, you know, obviously read and learn once you start to go down this journey, I would love to help you my book. It's got, you know, I'm a very practical person. And so I wrote it in a way that is very easy to understand, relate to. I've got a ton of personal stories in there because I know stories are just easy, easy to relate to and allow the information to kind of get through a little bit easier. But, um, you know, I just wrote it for the everyday person, because again, I've got a GED as my highest level of education. I'm not trying to make this all pretentious or anything. So yeah. does not matter where you are in life? Uh, you know, I wrote the book to, uh, to be relatable for the everyday woman, but, um, yeah, if people can follow me on social media. I give a lot of free information, uh, out there as well. So awesome. All right. We'll be sure and link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you. Uh, my guest this week has been Jenna Banks, and we have been talking about reclaiming your power through self-love. And I, this, this self-love topic is just so important. And I hope um, everyone listening is able to find pieces in here that help you on your path and, and really honor yourself, right? As, as I would, Jenna, as I was hearing you talk about, um, you know, the filling the container up and how we can start to tune in with that. Uh, what also came to mind for me was honoring ourselves through this, right? Really yeah. honoring ourselves, our process, being willing to go through what's uncomfortable to get to that other side. And I'm sure yeah. you can attest when you do, when you do that for yourself, it's, it's a whole, whole new world on the other side of, uh, of, you know, what we might be used to living. Yeah, definitely. I love it. Thank you for having <laughs> awesome. me on Sloan. I really loved our conversation so, so much. Yes. So did I. Thank you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. What a great conversation with Jenna Banks about reclaiming your power through self-love. I absolutely love, I said it, I know multiple times, but that visualization of the power container and how we can fill ourselves up and paying attention and having the awareness of what drains us, right? That that's such a easy and quick way as you go through your day to think about what is, I think it also could help us determine what self-love means individually. Right. And we talked about having that, you know, that bringing back our power and having 
what, what our come from energy is, right. I've talked about that a lot on the show and what does, what does that mean to you? What, how do you want to show up? And if power or operating from a place of power doesn't resonate with you, maybe thinking about it from that energetic space and how you want to be energetically, right. Do you want to be open and expansive or, you know, contracted and restricted, right. There's, there's such a different feel with both of those, um, both of those concepts when we think about energy. So, um, uh, what a great conversation. And I'm just, I love having these, these, these types of conversations where we get to talk about things like self-love that just aren't talked about enough. So I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And I hope you found, um, something in here that you can apply to your own life starting today. And I want to thank you for listening this week. If, um, if you want to learn more about me, you can visit my website, sloanfremont.com. Also, please be sure to join my Telegram channel. If you're new to Telegram, uh, we have a big group on there. I've been doing live streams uh, on my Telegram channel. It's a lot of fun. I try to do one a week. It just kind of depends, sometimes more, sometimes less. Um, but Telegram is a great way to connect. There's a lot of, there's ways to comment and what I'm going to do is open up the, uh, the chat or I mean the Q and a on telegram. So that way we can talk live with each other. Um, so be sure to join us so you don't miss out, miss out on that. Um, let's see a couple other things before I wrap up. Um, Remember, I have my Create What You Speak Academy, createwhatyouspeak.com. And that's where you're going to find all of the courses and offerings that I have. If you have not signed up for your free personal awakening map, please do that. That's going to give you a great template for, for planning, for thinking about your days and how you want to, um, how you want to show up energetically. So be sure and check that out. All right. So that's it for this week. Be sure and join us next week where we will continue conversations about self-love, empowerment, and taking ourselves really to a new level in 2022 and beyond.